Welcome to Australian Hiker. We're your hosts, Tim and Jill Savage. This is episode 47 of the Australian Hiker podcast. As this podcast goes to air, we're just five weeks away from Christmas. And for those of you that are new to hiking or for those gear freaks out there that will take any excuse to buy new gear, what better opportunity is there uh, to update your equipment? At this time of the year, as we get towards the end of the calendar year, a lot of gear manufacturers and wholesalers um, are expecting a new release of the, the 2018 equipment onto the market. Uh, and they'll use this uh, this Christmas period as a way of clearing out stocks of the older equipment that's due to be replaced. So that combined with the pre-Christmas sales helps to reduce the prices even further. So in this episode, we're going to discuss our top gift suggestions for the hiker in your family, even if it's yourself. Now, before we go on to that, um, you'll recall that we had um, a another competition to celebrate our first birthday. Um, the winners of that competition are DKW Hutch and Kalali, um, and we'll contact you over the next few days to confirm contact details and to arrange delivery of your uh, gift vouchers. You may recall that uh, what you needed to do was to go onto iTunes and uh, post a comment, and we really enjoyed reading these two in particular. So thank you very much, and congratulations. All right. So on to our episode for today. Before we discuss the obvious presence of equipment, we're going to look at some of the alternatives that were suggested in a a recent Facebook post that we ran uh, on this topic. And these were sort of things that I hadn't really thought of, but actually make quite a lot of sense and fit outside the category of a physical object or a piece of gear, but a, a really good idea as, as presence for that significant other uh, in, your, in your hiking family or friends. First one is childcare so that you can hike. Now, for those of uh, those of you that have very young kids, going for a hike is often a bit of a difficult situation because you've you've got to try and work out: Are you going to take the kids with you? Uh, are you going to try and give them to somebody else to look after? Uh, and you may not want to do an easy hike that that you that allows you to bring the kids along. And we talked about that in our our recent episode on children and hiking. I think this is a great um, suggestion and so thanks to everybody who put this one forward because, you know, one one of the things uh, that we do when we're trying to get into different activities is that we put up barriers. So, you know, what this does is actually just take one of those barriers away. So, you know, someone who... Uh, you trust a family member um, to take care of your kids while you go off for a day is just fantastic. The next suggestion we had, uh, and this was a um, again along the same sort of vein, was a voucher for a hike together. 
again, it's the same sort of situation where oh, I can't go hiking. I don't have anyone to go hiking with and I don't want to hike alone. Um, you may find that you struggle to find people to go hiking with. Um, your partner or your friends may not be into it. So if you do have a hiking friend that's always on the lookout for partners, giving them a, a voucher that says good for one hike uh, and I'd probably be really specific. With me. <laughs> <laughs> With me, yep. And I'd probably be really specific here and give them a distance. It's no good saying, yeah, I'll go hiking 20 kilometres uh, today with you if, if you're not able to do that. Uh, but again, that's a, it's a really good suggestion that someone made on that one. Uh, and the last one, which was an interesting one, and this fell into the category of unlimited funds, if you like, and that was trailhead pickups on the Larapenta Trail. Um, and it, it's almost possible to do most of the trail uh, and be picked up each night, uh, but there are a few trails, uh, trailheads where you have no choice uh, but to do an overnight camp. Um, but you know, if you if you don't feel like carrying a lot of your gear and you just want a day pack and have someone pick you up at the end of the day, something like that, and not necessarily on the Larapinta Trail, but a long trail where you can be picked up and drop back off again the next morning. Or maybe even get someone to deliver your pack for the overnight bits so you don't have to carry all that gear, but you still get to sleep in your tent. And we're actually going to discuss this service we've just mentioned um, in the upcoming weeks um, in relation to our Kangaroo Island uh, Wilderness Trail. Now, the next thing before we go into specific pieces of gear is gift vouchers. For a lot of people, gift vouchers are seen as impersonal and it's viewed as if oh, you didn't put much effort into that selection, you didn't put much thought into it. Um, but if your hiking partner or friend is one of these people that owns their own digital set of scales that measures grams and they spend a huge amount of time weighing all their equipment or cutting the handles off toothbrushes, then they more than likely won't appreciate you buying the major gift items. They have specific pieces of equipment in mind. Uh, they know what they want uh, and they've probably got a plan on exactly when they're going to buy it. So vouchers are a bit of a safe bet for that type of hiker. But if your hiking friend or partner is new to hiking, they're still spending a lot of money, and it doesn't have to be a lot of money, gearing up, you know, buying boots and packs and clothing and tents and sleeping bags. Um Vouchers are, are quite handy, uh, and it allows them to choose the sort of items that they want. Yeah, I must admit, though, I'm not a fan of um, opening up the Christmas gifts on Christmas Day and, you know, you've got an envelope and you know it's a voucher. And um, I'm sure someone tried, you know, pretty hard to work out what you wanted, but it's not quite the same getting out a card from an envelope as it is to actually unpacking a real present. So I'm very much into real presents if you're going to do real presents. Okay, now let's talk about equipment. And this is what we this is what those of us that are, are gear freaks are really into. If you're intending on buying hiking equipment or camping equipment as a surprise for your friends and family, there Don't <laughs> <laughs> Yes. There there are really two considerations here. You really do need to pay close attention to their hints or buy them <laughs> items that regularly wear out and need replacing. Alternatively, just ask them what they want. Uh, and certainly Jill and I are at the stage in our lives now where we give up on trying to surprise each other. 
And that really started probably around about 25 years ago. I think it was 30 years ago. <laughs> 30 years ago, when we were looking at each other's presents still in the wrapping, and we managed to guess exactly what was in each of the uh, the packages. Yeah, that was a very disappointing <laughs> moment, um, uh, mostly because I already had two of what was already wrapped up. But anyway... <laughs> So yeah, we we've we've known each other long enough now that it's pretty hard to surprise each other. But here are some suggestions of things that um, that people identified as either being something that they would like to receive for Christmas or as good items that typically tend to wear out and need replacing on a semi regular basis. As part of the written write-up on this, we'll go through and put a series of links and suggestions, and there is so much choice in, 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 the, in the market in relation to equipment. Uh, but certainly we'll go through and make some recommendations and provide some, some links to things that you uh, might be able to buy that hiking, hiking nut in, in your relationship uh, as far as gear is concerned. So the first thing we're going to look at is equipment under $25. And this is where the replaceable gear tends to come in. So things like socks, uh, underpants, there are always things that you tend to need to replace on a regular sort of basis. So, uh, And in most cases, uh, for a lot of people, they're probably things they can use in day-to-day life if they really want. A buff. Um, I own several buffs. I typically will use at least one, if not two, on every hike that I do. Um, I fail to do that on the weekend, uh, and I now have this lovely red strip across the back of my head, which looks really attractive. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Um, topographical maps is a good one. Um, and as you may find that people who have been hiking for many years may have some of the older versions of the maps. And the maps have been updated, uh, not necessarily in the last uh, year or so, but they certainly have been updated. So if someone's using maps from 10 or 20 years ago, time for some new maps. And in all honesty, they tend not to last that long if they're being used on a regular basis. And the last one, which is a really obvious one, is freeze-dried meals. Now, for the keen hiker, you either like freeze-dried meals or you don't. Uh, For me, I find them just convenient and easy. They don't work out overly cheap if you start using them all the time. And I would probably estimate that I would go through at least 50 to 60 freeze-dried meals a year uh, through on hiking. Um, So certainly it does add up. They don't Uh, go off, they'll typically have a lifespan of three years. So buying someone one or two or even 10 of these uh, is a good option, providing you know what their food likes and dislikes are. So as long as you don't buy them the um, smoked fish pie, (laughs) they'll be fine, I'm sure. Um, You may recall that um, a few days ago I reviewed that one, and even though I'm a big fish eater, I just didn't take to it at all. Um, in terms of my under 25 um, choice for my Christmas list, uh, I think there would be socks, some Injinji uh, trail socks. Um, I did notice that my buff had a small hole in it, Tim, that means uh, yeah, it yeah, needs yeah, replacing. Yeah, you have to throw it out now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Um and the other thing that's not really hiking related, but I wear while I'm hiking is a um, uh, a sun visor. So I'm not a big fan of wearing hats. You don't want hat hair, and uh, I do find the visor um, quite uh, 
uh, accommodating, quite flexible and very effective, um, they're actually quite hard to find in terms of one that fits well and so on. So mine's getting a little bit, uh, little bit squashed and a little bit ordinary. So. Well, for those of us that are follically challenged, um, the hat's probably a better choice. All right. Um, and for me, out of that sort of under 25 category, um, topographical maps are always a good one. Um, there are a lot of maps over Australia, uh, and there's a lot I'd still, still want to get. So they'd never go astray. All right, and next category is under $100. So we're starting to get up a bit in price here. Um, you may not like the person that much, uh, but certainly uh, <laughs> uh, but certainly the under 100 gives a bit of a range here. So over 25, but under 100. New tops. Uh, I tend to wear long sleeve uh, tops just to prevent uh, sunburn. Uh, and also in wintertime, it tends to keep you a bit warmer as well, but personal preference. Compass. There are a number of good quality compasses that are in this sort of category. Um, I will talk about compasses in a later, in the next uh, section as well, and I'll explain why when I get to that. But you can certainly, for most hikers, you can buy them a reasonable quality compass, and depending on what sort of hiking that they're doing, the, the under $100 bracket is where just about most hikers tend to sit. A new headlamp, and these the technology for headlamps is changing fairly rapidly. We're starting to get more and more rechargeable models on the market. Uh, most of the models now are LED rather than the old bulb type ones. Uh, they're getting lighter weight. Uh, they're getting better quality beams. So uh, I've, well, we com- collectively have um, five, actually we've got six headlights, uh, one ranging back to about 12 years old, uh, and it was pretty heavy and bulky, uh, whereas my lightest one really is under 30 grams, which, like, which I quite like. In the under $100 category, I think my pick is um, a new top. Um, my favourite icebreaker T-shirt, purple, of course, has a small hole in the sleeve, Tim, so it does need to be replaced. Thank you. And I must admit, I'm a bit the same with tops. I've got some of my tops are um, are getting on to sort of nine or ten years old, and they they do last pretty well. Uh, so I'm I'm up for some new tops over the the coming year, particularly in light that I'm planning a fairly long walk uh, later next year. Okay, now we're getting definitely getting up in price through here. Now we're getting to the over the hundred dollars, but under the five hundred dollar mark. And this is going to, um, in most cases, this is going to pick quite a large range of choice of equipment. Uh, and perhaps few donors. <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> is a lot of money. this is always true. Um, and this is where we come back to the compass again. And, and in this category, I say a really good compass. Now, the difference between a compass under $100, or and typically most of those fall into the sort of $40, $50, $60, $70 range, as opposed to the compasses that are sitting in the $200 range, uh, is the, the, the degree of accuracy. If all you're using a compass for is to get from point A to point B and to check your bearing, the cheaper compasses are fine. If you're navigating uh, off-track, uh, in really difficult terrain uh, where uh, a one or two degrees error over a long distance can make quite a big impact, the better quality compasses are the way to go. 
And certainly over the next few weeks or the next couple of months, I'll be reviewing a few few different types of compasses. Uh, in this sort of category, a good quality uh, summer weight sleeping bag. You can certainly buy a lot of sleeping bags under the $500 mark. Uh, Certainly, if you're looking, talking about a winter weight bag, you t- uh, in this sort of category, you tend to be talking about heavier weight bags, as in physical weight, as opposed to uh, uh, warmth. So, um, uh, so this is why I qualify here and say a good quality summer weight sleeping bag. If you don't mind the weight, if you're going car camping, you can certainly buy some good winter weight bags in this category as well. A basic to mid-range GPS or even a personal locator beacon will quite comfortably fit into this sort of category. So if your partner or friend is regularly going hiking by themselves and they haven't got a personal locator beacon or a GPS, this is probably a good option in this category. That probably falls into the the category of something for you for Christmas that they use because <laughs> there's certainly a, a degree of uh, peace of mind um, if you you know your loved one is walking with some you know quality safety equipment. And the last one in this sort of category is um, tracking poles. Uh, you can actually get tracking a pair of tracking poles for under a hundred dollars, but most of the the brand name tracking poles fit between that one hundred to sort of two hundred and fifty sixty dollar category, um, and it really depends on the type of poles that people tend to use. Um, if you're talking about the ultra light style of tracking poles, carbon fiber, you are talking up over the two hundred dollar sort of pricing. Now, as far as Choices, what I'd like in this sort of category, I do actually need a new set of tracking poles for next year, um, but it won't be for Christmas. It'll be uh, early in the new year that I buy them. Um, okay, Tim, so point taken. Um, I don't actually have anything in this in this category, um, which, you know, um, I've tried really hard, but, yeah, I don't really have anything that I need or even want in the over 100 but under $500 category. So you've done well there, Tim. (laughs) Okay, now we're into the over $500 to no limit. So this is um, I really love you and I put no value on our relationship (laughs) category. Um, uh, And Or if you're buying for yourself, it's something you might have saved up for for a year or two uh, for this really specific piece of equipment. and or, or it could be I really love you and I want everybody to know that, including you. <laughs> now, in this sort of price way price category, we're also talking about very lightweight uh, winter sleeping bags, and that's really the difference uh, between the cheaper quality bags and the more expensive quality bags. The amount of down or the quality of down in there, and as a result, the weight of the bags themselves. New shelters. And there's a couple that fall into this sort of category. For the average hiker who wants a very good quality shelter uh, at the high end of the range, uh, a Big Agnes Copper Spur tent, whether it be a one-person or two-person tent. Uh, And we've certainly used the Big Agnes uh, Copper Spur for the last couple of years, and they've been a very good tent. For those ultralight hikers, and this is one of the ones, uh, one of the uh, uh, recommendations we had on Facebook was an ultralight Z-Pax duplex tent. Now, 
These are tents that are made by a cottage manufacturer in the States, and those hikers that are into ultralight hiking will know this product. For many people in the mainstream market, it's probably a brand and a product they haven't heard of. Uh, this, as a two-person shelter, including using, um, oh, sorry, that tends to use hiking poles as the tent poles, the actual shelter is under around about uh, approximately about 650 to 700 grams. It is very lightweight. Uh, it's not freestanding, um, so but. By the time you look at the exchange rate and get it over from the States, you are getting up around the $800 plus mark. So it is getting up in the top end of the shelter pricing. Uh, and another one which was recommended to us on Facebook, which is actually quite a good one, is registration for a navigation course. Uh, and over the coming weeks, I'm actually going to be re reviewing a navigation course uh, uh, from one of the suppliers in New South Wales. And there are suppliers all over the country that run these courses. Uh, and this is something that's well worthwhile doing, particularly if you haven't uh, been taught how to navigate uh, at all, or you want to just improve and brush up your skills. And for those people that, that do hike off trail and are, and are blazing their own trail, this is definitely a, a must, must do sort of requirement. Okay, so there really is no end to what you can buy an avid hiker. Um, I have always, as I said, I've always been a bit of a gear freak. I have whatever activity I've tended to get into, um, I've always tended to buy a lot of equipment. Um, uh, in a previous life, I used to be a scuba instructor trainer, um, and that's a, a hobby or activity that definitely can spend some money on, and it tends to be a lot of money. So um, while hiking equipment can and can appear and is sometimes very expensive, in relation to a lot of other sports, it's not too bad. So I do spend a bit of money on hiking equipment each year, but it's nowhere near what I've pre spent on previous activities. So this is the moment that I'm actually grateful that <laughs> <laughs> you're no longer a scuba instructor. <laughs> okay. So if you are going to buy equipment for that significant other or that friend who happens to be a hiker and you plan on being a surprise and it being a surprise there are really two things you need to keep in mind just pay attention to the strategically placed gear reviews lying around the house uh, and uh, otherwise listen to their incessant chatter about their favorite piece of gear that they've been going on and on about for the last six weeks um, if you don't get the hint by then, uh, I, I don't know what they need to do to, to, to let you know what they're after. Yeah, and I think, you know, you need to be careful that when they're leaving the gear reviews around the house, you don't think it's a subscription to, you know, the latest hiking magazine or something like that. That won't go down really well. Um, one thing we didn't talk about was our new ebook, which is gear basics for day hiking, which is now on our website, only $3.95. So I think it's great value and definitely uh, fits under the under $25 gift um, for your loved one. The other thing we didn't talk about as well was a new backpack. Now, this is probably an obvious choice for a lot of people, but in this case here, a new backpack is probably not something that I would buy someone as a surprise unless they have specifically said, this is what I want. Um, 
backpacks tend to be a very personal sort of thing. Some tend to fit individuals better than others, and there's no one pack that's going to suit everybody on the market. So it's the sort of thing that um, unless you unless they've been very specific and said, I am going to buy this at some point, um, it's probably better to leave that one or fall back to the vouchers where they can put it towards their purchase at, at some later stage. Now we'd like to announce the third and last of our first birthday competitions, and this one is very easy. Um, all you need to do is visit our Facebook page or our website and sign up to receive our newsletters. Uh, we'll draw two winners in episode 48, uh, which will be released on the 6th of December. Uh, episode 48 will be about tents, uh, anatomy and how to choose them. The prize is one of two gift vouchers for Wild Earth. If you have already signed up uh, for our newsletters, you'll also automatically go into the draw, so you won't miss out. Okay, that's all for today's episode. We hope you've enjoyed our ideas for Christmas gifts. As usual, you can listen to this podcast on iTunes, on Stitcher Radio, through SoundCloud, or on our website. Please rate us on iTunes to help get the message out there. That's all from me. Bye for now. And bye from me.